Welcome everyone to the Precision Unloaded podcast, episode 44. And this week we are covering off the Winter Blast, which was held on the 25th of June, a uh, medium range shoot that was held at Ahatiti. And tonight on the podcast we have uh, usual host Graham. How you go, Graham? Hello, Mark. I'm doing well. And our 501 Australian, Anthony. How are you? Yeah, you've got how's it going? Good, good. I've sent you back again. So anyway, that's all right. We'll send you back next time. See how it goes. <laughs> all right. Um, I guess we'll kick it off, Graham, because you're the one who runs all this stuff. So uh, tell us what we're uh, going to do about this Winter Blast review. R- review or... Uh... Well, we're not talking about NDs, so I can't. That's half my material gone. Yes. No, Um. so we had the... Well, third time we've run this event, the winter was called Winter Shoot, renamed via competition online, Winter Blast, uh, medium range field shoot, uh, quite a heavy field aspect to it, uh, a lot of brush cover and um, uh, sort of unconventional positions, uh, minimal man-made props, a couple, but um, yeah, yeah, full roster of shooters, but from the usual COVID dropouts at the last minute, held at yep. the uh, TD Precision Shooting training rifle complex it's getting that way <laughs> slash pig farm um yeah no and this i for the first time i got to um uh hand over the reins of match directing of this match to mark which was quite awesome to do because i'd never shot the event before all the um any of the stages and stuff so mark took over match directing duties and um it all ran reasonably smooth yeah no, for those that aren't really familiar, it was basically eight stages across some small hills, uh, and round count was probably 80 or 90, was it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. So most stages had seven to ten rounds, maybe 12 max on a couple, from memory, um, which forces a mag change for most people, so... Yeah, so it started off right. I mean, weather-wise was a bit iffy, and I claimed it was going to be fine, but it wasn't quite. But it wasn't too bad throughout the day. It got a bit muddy, but that was just ground conditions. But um, it was better than I thought it would be. It dried out a lot prior to, we, prior to the week we ran it, so uh, it wasn't too bad. No, the weather held up reasonably well. Like you said, we were lucky enough to... <clears throat> one of our volunteers who uh, helps out a lot, he um, came to the rescue with a spade and uh, carved a few steps and um, drains and such up some of the hills for us through the day, which um, I'm pretty much guaranteed prevented a few people falling on their ass. So, um, yeah, pretty awesome. So, like Mark said, these this event takes place on uh, s- sort of six knobs and then a ridge, like a lumps, big lumps, old lumps in the ground. So each of them you kind of got a, they got sort of paths up them, but they do get a bit slippery. But most of them are covered in scrub bar two. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's trees and um, like I said, brush cover and everything that you've got to sort of navigate and make sure your projectile does not clash with as it leaves your muzzle and, and could potentially hit a leaf or a stick. So um, it's quite a unique event in our calendar because of that um that yeah the heavy brush and and that which we get get there, which is quite good. 
Yeah. So how was match directing, Mark? How did you how did you find your second major match directing role? Is it second or third? I don't know. Second. Oh, okay. Feels like I've been doing it all my life. <laughs> no, it was fine. Um, I've listened to enough briefings now to sort of be able to rattle out a half legible one. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, I think based on you look around who's there we have a pretty high percentage of people who have been to multiple shoots so a lot of it is just reinforcing to the experienced people so that when they're in the squads with other people that we have aren't so experienced they'll make sure that they run it properly and uh, look out for things so and overall the day went really well um, safety wise competitive attitude wise was good despite the weather so people got into it not sure what you guys thought but... we should we should let anthony talk since he's uh yeah i thought he invited himself to this podcast time delay from australia <laughs> <laughs> so anthony took the well a, a, a joint first place in points an open class which is most you know opens um same course fire practical they've just got a slightly different round count and i've got tripods and and that's the thing <clears throat> so he got first equal with another chap and they how we normally split points is um uh, shots fired so whoever shot less rounds through the day is um would do the tiebreaker now unfortunately they both shot the same amount of rounds through the day and then so then the next best thing was to go back to the hardest stage of the day so you average you look at the scoring and which stage people struggled on the most okay cool they both shot the same on that so then we went back to the next hardest and Anthony got the tiebreaker there so congratulations Anthony taking a long overdue victory at RTD in one of the main competitions and you got to take home a piece of trophy for your, your, your what I imagine is an ever growing trophy shelf in your reloading room he has a trophy, yeah. room, a trophy room with a reloading shelf Graham. oh I see <laughs> There's probably yeah. two separate rooms now. True. Relo- reloading just takes up a small corner of the room now. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a match that was that sort of close. Um, yeah, on on point, and then having to go back two or three things to find a winner was um, probably a bit unique. I'm not sure whether you guys have ever had to do it before, but uh, no, I was looking no. at it. I guess with open class and the round limitation, the chance of getting the same now rounds fired out of the top shooters will be pretty high. You know what I mean? That you basically burn all your rounds anyway. So um, you kind of have to, don't you? That's yeah, that's the thing. Ra- round counters. Chances are, as long as your timing's not, you know, stuffed up, or you get a blockage on a stage, you're in a, you're going to end up probably shooting all your rounds all the time. So yeah. I think I've shot all but one of my shots I think and that's the last shot on the no limit stage where I uh, yeah, out, of course yep yep um, but everything else I'm pretty sure I shot um, yeah but even Could then it was t- it was close the top four were then basically nine points of each other yeah 11 points so <clears throat> on 150 odd 152 146 so um 
Well, I'm pretty is, sure. Is it, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure open class. I like. I'm, I'm sure I only fired like fifty something rounds for the day. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah, we sort of consistently had two or three, sometimes four less than practical. So that probably yeah. I'm, I think we were less than sixty for the whole day. So when you're only firing a small number of rounds like that, like you're always going to have tight scores, I suppose. Because when say one hits worth five points or four points, it's um. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, there it's you if if you had more if you had more rounds, the the gap would probably be more spread out, I suppose. Yeah. A top tip for those who are on a budget: you can if you shoot open class, you won't fire as many rounds. <laughs> top top tip. <clears throat> so our first stage of the day, we had um, the weather was clear, and it's sort of as we. As we just finished up the first stage for us, which was stage four or something, the rain just started to come in. So I, I find some, oh, probably less now, but some people don't handle the wet weather well, and it um, it, it fucks their, their mindset a little bit that, um, you know, oh, I fucking don't want to be in the rain, and they start um, making silly decisions or not reloading mags or, you know, they get cold or whatever. <clears throat> How do you find, Anthony, um, well, you've done a few lately, but shooting in the... The wind and well, not was that windy, but the rain and the cold and and that kind of thing. I'm struggling to think of a match where it hasn't been rainy and windy actually for the, <laughs> like, the last right, twelve months. Yeah. Well, it just goes right back to Torada last November. It was just you know every match apart from uh, the February one at Artiti. I'm pretty sure every match we've shot um, up north, down south, wherever, have all been rain and wind. So it doesn't worry me at all. You know, like yeah. what's a bit of rain? It's uh, it's fine. It's, if anything, a bit of rain drifting through makes it easier to see what the wind's doing. So, yep, it's agreed. fine. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. No, I um one thing is um, I've found I have dialed back. Well, I shot six five creed at this comp for. Um, I'll touch on that in a minute. But running a load that isn't super high pressure, like people, there's some people who still think you should be trying to push near PRC speeds out of six five creed and stuff. But running it slight, well, you know an intermediate velocity around 2750 and so even when you're getting the the rain blowing in and you're getting you know you've, you've got potentially um, damp ammunition going in your chamber i'm not losing primers and i'm not getting a heavy bolt lift do you, do you run a similar similar thing with your six creed yeah lot i've never run that fast anyway it's um sort of sits around 29 30 i think from yeah. memory yeah um so yeah it does doesn't matter i don't i don't worry about if there's water in the you know as long as the barrel's not filled with water but a bit of moisture isn't going to hurt it at all so um because i mean popping primers can really ruin your day and um or jam your gun up or whatever or potentially dangerous so um it's something to consider for guys who (laughs) haven't shot or they're having those issues is is really an intermediate um, distance match medium distance um having an extra 50 feet or 100 feet per second not going to win you the match um that's for sure so it's not going to matter it's not going to matter even if it's like a longer range match nah. you, you can't you can't yeah your win difference um for 100 feet per second is is nothing might be 0.1 at a k or something you know yeah not worth worrying about no you can't read the wind that accurate yeah exactly so it's um and none of this is an issue for Mark because he just shoots factory ammunition ninety five percent of the time. Ninety percent of the time. Technical question. Yes. So, 
I've been to shoots where pop, people were popping primers and didn't seem to be too worried about it. Do, is it more depending on how the gun handles it? Put it, it that way. It can damage your bolt face quite oh, yeah. bad. Yeah. Because you get hot gas. As, well, as far as I know, it, I'm, I'm not a um, a gunsmith. Not that there's many in New Zealand anyway. No, but... I just noticed some people aren't that phased by it, and others it seems to mess yeah. with stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, you get hot gas flowing back into the bolt. Yeah. yeah. So you'll see it. Some like people are having pressure issues will sometimes have um like uh like erosion around the firing pin um some would say firing pin bushing area yeah you can that's an issue and then but also it's the as well i should say is the fact that you um some actions will lock up when they get bits of primer and and such because your primer comes out in the the cup of the primer the bit you see then inside of it's a little anvil the anvil quite often comes out and it's quite small and that can float around and um, if, if you've got a particularly tight action like uh, le- a less than ideal one for field use um, there could be issues there too yeah, yeah it depends if my... you, so it depends if you yeah. like your brass or not as well if you, if you don't <laughs> if you if you want to reload your brass then it's probably not ideal but if you don't care about your brass then yeah yeah you know uh, yeah, yep, so it's it, true your primer pocket is just just stretched beyond any real use um, yeah, so something to consider. Um, yep. But anyway, we should, we should talk about some of the stages anyway. Um, I have the stages here because I designed the course of fire. Do you want to go over the mark or should I? Uh, I'll, I'll just introduce each one yeah, and, sure. and talk so, through it. So we'll start off with stage one, which is the hilltop. <clears throat> So this was at, at the top of a hill, I think. It was, and so this is one of the, the hills I mentioned that has no um, no brush, no 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 manuka, no scrub, no no shelter, tree, no shelter. Um, I've been trying to um, like um, to convince Mark to let me plant a bunch of natives on it, but he seems to be resisting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually quite a good hill because sheep like to die on it, so there's always like a new pile of bones and like bits of shit up there. So it's, it's quite a good one. Um, this is we. Nearly every event where we use this range, like um, we run some sort of unsupported stage up there, like super steel, and then um, we previously ran it a bit different, and then this time around we essentially copied one of Simon's stages from one of his events that he ran up there previously. So there's three targets and three positions. Essentially, there's a one at 200 meters, which is like a 400 millimeter square, so pretty big. One at I think it was 380 or something, and that's not particularly big. Uh, like a six inch or something and then there's a 500 at like 500 meters that you can choose which target is shot from which position and then one position you shoot standing unsupported position two you shoot or whichever you choose sorry your second position you could shoot um, kneeling or sitting and third one a um, an unsupported or well no bipod prone you can use your uh, your rear bag under the forend if you wish and again, you can do any of these positions from uh, um, um, any of these, be it sitting, standing, or, or prone, from any of the positions at any target, but you just have to engage all three. And um, not an easy stage. Um, Only but, one person cleared it. Did they? Who was that? Was it Carl? Carl H. Yeah, Carl okay, H. that makes sense with his, his background. Um, I think, I guess most... Now, the, if you... <laughs> how how the stage is sort of intended or, or how I do it anyways you shoot the big 200 metre target from a standing position on top of the hill 
pretty straightforward-ish <clears throat> if, you've, if you've got a small amount of um, skill with it. And then target the 380 or whatever it is, is shot from what I'd shoot from unsupported prone. And then you'd shoot the long range 500 meter odd target from a sitting or a kneeling using the hill to sort of support you. Um, I only cleared all the other ones fine and then I, I um, only hit the, the sitting one once. And what I should say is um, the let's say the open class they could deploy a tripod. So I think you shot at tripod standing, Anthony. Um, yeah, prone off my day pack, tripod standing, and then just unsupported sitting yep. on the long one yep. in, in the same order as you. And I can't can't remember my score. I think I dropped a cup. Yeah, I think because the time was intention intentionally set tight for twenty two. <clears throat> Out of 22, 22 out of 27. So oh, yeah. two shots. Yep. Yeah. 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 So it was intentionally set tight for that reason. So otherwise, you could just set a tripod for everything if you had heaps of time, right? So you set it tight, and then they've got to deploy their tripod under time from a stowed, you know, collapsed position. Um, still, that's a good score 22. The average, average score <clears> on that stage was half points. So 13 and a half, basically was the average score so people only got 50% on average so yeah so it's one of the harder ones yeah but that's that that's that area where a lot of people are um... it has a lot more choices to make in it though that stage to my mind people have to actually you see them standing around have a lot more discussion about what they're going to do and then they'll probably just copy whoever (laughs) has picked a good strategy from position wise because you can do it many ways so I mean there's obviously better ways of doing it but it's one that gives you quite a bit of choice, I suppose. Yeah, that's part of it, though. Isn't it? And you've got to sift through the yeah, yeah. Op- options. Well, when it comes to stage two, which I minced up big time, was there was options, not not in the same way, but how you shot it and um, fuck, did it turn to shit? But so, <clears throat> I think I think I quite like that style of stage, um, especially in, in practical where you've got no um, aids. I think it's where you go sling um, and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, um, and then again, an open. Um, they got the tripod, but they got to make a decision about deploying it and how much time that's going to take and and stuff like that. So we were quite strict on the thing we've had in the past is you will say it's a standing shot, right? You know, and you can use your tripod for open. And guys would deploy their tripod, just open the leg so it was really low, and then they would just bend over to a um like a full L shape, you know. And so they weren't actually standing, and then they'd shoot it that way to, to get around the time thing. So that become a in our rules a um, uh, you know an uncompetitive, uh, unsportsmanlike behaviour type thing. So we didn't want guys doing that, which is good. We didn't see any of it um, for those intended to be standing shots with a tripod. Yeah. So. All right. That segues into stage two, which was scrubby knoll, which is on a knoll that was scrubby. Can we can we before we go to stage two talk Sorry. about yes. the the incident at stage one that happened after our squad had finished shooting involving Mark. Oh, have we chose? Have we chose a winner for the hundred dollars? Uh, I think a guy, Mark from uh, Teddy, won that. Oh, he's just keeping the money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can take it away, Anthony. I forgot about this. Okay, so this this was our Oz, me and Graham were in the same squad, and uh, this was our last stage for the day, and. Mark was loitering around uh, doing his match director duties at the end of the day when we finished shooting. And so, a uh, bit of history on the stage. Last time we were at 
had an event that involved that stage, Mark and I were squatted together, and I'd bet him a sum of money that he couldn't hit the far target unsupported standing, but he had to do it during his time, and he had to, you know, during his stage, and he could have had as many rounds as he wanted at it, uh, I think it was 12 or whatever that day, and he chose to do it, but he didn't hit it. So I said, well, same bet this time, Mark. If you can hit that with my rifle, though, with one shot only... I'll give you a hundred bucks, and well, it's yeah, just under five hundred meters. We were barely hitting it, unsupported sitting, let alone standing. And my rifle's fairly heavy. I thought, ah, this is the safest bet I've ever made. And um, so he just picks up the gun, has a bit of a look at it, doesn't even dry fire, just sort of chambers around, and. Uh, Stands there for about 10 seconds, sort of sends it, and um, yeah, hits it pretty much dead centre. So it was probably some of the, it was probably the greatest display of shooting I've ever seen. Ever? That's saying so. Ever. <laughs> Thank you. You might get Hardy Rifle sponsorship now, Mark. No, I know. That was my aim, basically. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I think... Um, Hundred bucks, eh, Mark? That's a that's a you know like three rounds of fifty BMG. Yes, it is. I I, <clears throat> I won't have to more, get a second mortgage again. I can no. put, I put hundred bucks is going on my trophy cabinet. He wasn't even he wasn't even surprised that he hit it. Like you know, it just casually just puts the gun down, just like oh yeah. I was like fucking hell, what the hell. So clearly he, been <laughs> practicing. He, so Mark had a hundred percent hit rate for the day. Yeah, I want to You are you are a master, Mark. Oh, no, thank you. It's no. good, it's good to use quality quality equipment makes a difference, Anthony. So thank you. Yeah, we'll just it was all the rifle would say that, but um, that <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Good scope. I'm not sure what that says for me because I could fire a hundred rounds at that target from unsupported standing, and I wouldn't even get close to it. So, I, I did it to yeah. make sure you can understand yeah. that there is hope for your unsupported shooting. So. You're just a far superior marksman than me. So. <laughs> there you go. It's borne out. Yeah. All right. Enough. I won't be able to fit out the door again. Well, congratulations on your uh, victory there, Mark. It's um, well deserved. Yeah. yeah. I have to come up with another one. It's about the similar feeling as the hitting the mile with the 50. Surprised. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, second stage, Scrubby Knoll. So, on that we had one person clear it in practical and two in open. So, I'm assuming the tripods might have come in there a bit. I don't know. But, anyway, <coughs> carry on. So, this stage, I've never actually shot it before. I've shot it in surplus steel, which was very, very different. It just happened to be in the same area. Um, this stage is a bit of a prick, especially in practical class. Uh, again, open, you could deploy a tripod and it could sort of, you had a lot more options on, um, yeah, so, the average score was way up compared yeah. to practical. So yeah. we probably should elaborate the, the manuka, uh, which for those of you from not New Zealand, it's like a fucking tree that grows everywhere here. Um, we used to cut it down. Now we seem to plant it again because, um, God, my granddad would roll in his grave if you heard me say that, but it's great. It grows, so it grows up the front of the hill. We've got a sort of a, a barricade made out of old manuka logs and sticks and shit there. But there's a lot of cover and there's small windows and opportunities to, to, to shoot through. Um, again, open. Uh, if they were smart, they'd deploy their tripod and they'd sort of get themselves up a bit higher and they'd um, have a lot more uh, 
vision of the target and, and a lot more um, clearance for the objectiles. <coughs> Again, as Mark's saying, the um, Open did a lot better on that stage. I'm not surprised. Um, what was Max score? 26? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and so, yeah, and then, but frick, so... Um, again, Anthony said before that stage one was our last stage. It wasn't, but you know that's fine. So this was our second last stage, stage two for the day, and my day had been going pretty freaking good before that. Like, you know, dropping a, a hit per stage if, if that kind of thing. Um, so pretty solid score, very solid score actually. And <laughs> get to the stage, I'm thinking, yeah, I've got this, got this, and um, having never actually shot it or got behind the props properly. I, once I got into position to shoot, um, I couldn't really see my targets, and I, I settled on a really terrible position on a. Sh- it wasn't even a long range target, like 250 meters, and I. It took me four shots to get my two hits on it. So just sloppy, like Ow. sloppy shooting, and then there was a one or two closer targets. So no, nah, no, nah, I'll stay here and I'll well I'll set up and I'll go for the long one because it's worth a bit more. There's a target at like 550 or something. Uh, and then missed that, missed it, missed it, missed it, missed it. Anyway, and I think, and then I think I transitioned to the next target, and I got like one hit. So I ended up, I think I got like eleven, eleven, yeah, like. And so Max scores twenty six. So shit, man, that really cooked my lunch, big time. Um, there was the win right there. Yeah, and, and like slipping away. <laughs> so Brad and our squad, who, who, who um, he's, he's sort of big time three gun guy and stuff. When that was a thing. And, Stully getting into the precision stuff. He did well. He got sixteen points, and um, you know Anthony had he just ripped through it. Got twenty four out of twenty six again in open class. And um, yeah, man, I think Carl Harris he got twenty two, so another really good score. Lawrence got twenty two. Oh, he's open. Sorry, but yeah, it's it was hard. And um, <laughs> Anthony gave me a lot of grief after this stage, didn't you, Anthony? Fair enough. Yeah, well, I've I've got a very good video of you just absolutely butchering it too, <laughs> which which he thought was very very funny um, at the time, <laughs> and, and it was. It, it, I sort of seen my uh, a potential victory slip from my grasp there, and because um, <clears throat> I was thinking, you know, if I could have one stage where I only got fifty percent, I could probably be all right. But I didn't. I I got fucking forty percent or whatever. Um, but when we'll, we'll touch on it when we get to the next stage, the, the, the roles will reverse slightly there, um, weren't they? Not not slightly. Yeah, you you you, you, you I'm surprised you might, I'm surprised you didn't lose your Hardy sponsorship after that stage. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time up there because I hate going up there because it's a it's an annoying place to stand. Yeah, I'm assuming people are having problems hitting branches and stuff up there still. Just I. Mean, the, I, the, I I actually think the it's a little too hard now. The Manuka's just got a bit big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but you know how like evil Simon is when it comes to like brush cover. He was like, nah, it's perfect. So, um, yeah, maybe... it's the first stage where you really had to have people keeping an eye on the if you're hitting brush in front of you, really. So, yeah. 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 But it was still a cool stage. I think maybe we no, could no. build the prop higher or something. Um, yeah. It's still, it's still higher the hill. I don't know. I've seen you do that when I've asked silly questions and you've chopped whole hills away. So, look, you can see the thousand meter target easier. We chopped that hill out of the way. Oh, fuck! We removed the entire hill. (laughs) That's what happened. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, any comments from you on that, Anthony? Again, you shot a piece of piss with the tripod. um, Made it pretty. Um, Yeah, tripod is easy because you're above everything. The only thing that caught me was the um, yeah, the bit of brush at that 
long target aimed a bit high and second shot I just aimed for the bottom of the target to sneak under the brush but yeah apart from that yeah no issue but definitely looked for the practical guys uh fairly challenging mm, <laughs> very but like even like so I'll, I'll say now like Wes um who's been on our previous two podcasts um shoots for outdoor sports how he got he won he won the day and he only got 14 yeah 14 yep um again it wasn't a high scoring stage but a couple guys so that's probably yeah oh nick got 17 that's pretty good for nick you know um the chinchilla guy but (laughs) (laughs) but anyway yeah so um moving moving on from there what was next mark uh tree cover so we go to stage three back through the gate up onto the hill so this is the oh we'll just we'll just move straight on to stage four <laughs> so this two, two sides spot. of the remu oh, i just looked at a score of nine for someone okay right. no no it's fine no have nothing to say here so this this stage on. we've run essentially the same um for the last three years including the surplus steel we ran nearly the same thing with surplus steel so you shoot left side of the tree um prone or kneeling or whatever you want to shoot and then on the uh, right hand side of the tree the bank sort of falls away a bit and there's some there's some you know four inch limbs coming off and you shoot a sort of a a supported positional now uh, after the um the gpre barrel burner and several other events there's a bunch of sort of young brush growing up in front of us and it just got shredded and it's finally died off um all non-native of course and um so we added some some back to it. <laughs> yeah, so we dragged up a bunch of branches. And because I, I was sort of talking about how it's just too easy. And then I was like, oh, I'll drag a branch up. And then everyone dragged a branch up. And then Simon dragged another big branch up. And then we had like five big branches that we... And these are, I don't know what fucking tree they're off, but lots of, you know, small sticks and shit. So we stuffed all this in the front. And it actually, it probably made it the hardest it's actually ever been on the left side of the Remu tree. Um, yeah, I, I test shot it as a the hunter class the night before and i think on one side of the tree all i did was hit the branch is, <laughs> yeah and it also these branches also ended up obscuring the right hand side a bit too so you don't just have to deal with the the positional shots you uh, supported positional shots you now have to deal with more brush cover um so uh when we got ready for the stage anthony was going out first and i was there's a small what i seen sort of a triangle gap and i thought oh if i if I get up sort of up the side of the base of the tree a little bit and maybe deploy one leg of the bipod or something and get up there and da-da-da, I was like, yeah, that's my plan. I said, and then I was thinking, my backup plan, I'm going to get high. I'm going to go from a, a standing position. Okay, cool. Anyway, Anthony's up first. Bam, he jumps straight into the position I was going to use exactly the same. And um, I don't think you had anything from that side, did you, Anthony? No. No, he was just... He could just... He could just see his victory just vanishing as he had an awesome day and this is right after he'd been winding me up i might have and, yeah and this uh, was a stage that the open class had a higher average again once again 18 and a half points out of a possible 27 so they had a three point average three and a half point average increase over the practical so open guys did do better on the, that tree stage thank you yep <laughs> There's a nine, a twenty-four, There's... a twenty, a twenty. Oh, okay, okay. Right, so can, can I'll, I'll just talk you through what happened for me there. Um, mm. Clearly not, clearly not much. But last stage of the day for me, um, had a fairly good day, and I'd probably only dropped like one, 
on every stage apart from a couple I dropped maybe two um, and I think I was guilty of just sort of I was cruising it but I just stopped thinking it had been a long day I hadn't drunk much I was getting tired I was probably dehydrated I hadn't eaten all day um, I was standing there looking at this stage and I was just could not get my head around where to shoot I was thinking you just can't there's no gaps um, and reading the stage brief and it said no prone on the right hand side of the tree I just got fixated by the fact that I could go prone on the left hand side of the tree and I had in my mind from where we'd shot that stage at, at Barrel Burner and I'd shot prone on the left and off a branch on the right and I think I'd cleaned it there but there wasn't all, there wasn't all that shit in the way <laughs> and so I just I was fixated by going prone on that left side and when I after I'd shot it and in disbelief that I'd only got fucking two hits or something um, I was standing there looking at this other position on the left hand side which was like a perfect sort of kneeling height and there was a pretty big hole there and I thought what what an idiot like I just couldn't think like my I just didn't even see it when I was looking at the stage and as I said I just my brain just wasn't yeah I didn't think about it like I had the rest of the stages but I think all those things combined being the last stage of the day and it was just a recipe for a disaster and I was pretty lucky in the end to to get away with it because I should have picked up you know four or five hits there but never mind didn't didn't hurt in the end well almost did but that's um yeah i've just i've just been blinded blinded by fixed on on going prone on the left whereas i should have just looked higher and gone positional and i would have been fine but didn't help me much on the other side to be fair either because i only hit two over there but never mind and you started yep first shooter um, yeah 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 that's always yeah well not always but <clears throat> quite often it's where some of those that thinking late in the day comes in and and you're first you don't see another even got another someone else to make the mistake well I'm so gutted that uh, it's like if Gra- Graham I think shot second after me but um if the rotation had worked in my favour and because Graham had the same plan as me if he'd shot first and I would have watched, watched him butcher <laughs> it then, <laughs> then it would have been fine but <laughs> fuck yeah I had the exact same plan man I, I, 21 though Graham so you obviously you learnt from the other well, I so I again watched him and, I, and as soon as he started it sort of turned to shit and it, I think like you said he was, he was a bit tired and it sort of it fucked him a bit mentally instead of just like okay this ain't working move to the other side use the rounds on the side I know I can hit the targets blah blah but anyway I I seen it turn to shit I thought cool plan B uh, and I think I think was it three targets or four I, I don't recall and so got into position hit the first one hit the second one the third one at like uh, 550 or whatever it is meters uh, some fog had rolled in couldn't see it I could I could just barely make out a number and the number's usually several meters left or right or up or down so fuck it transfer around to the right hand side of the tree first target second target cool I can just see the long target and I think I, I dropped a shot off the side then I hit it and then by this point the flock, you know, fog had cleared, so I thought I'm going to boost around and try get back to the original side and then take. I had a couple of rounds left or whatever, <clears throat> and um, get that last uh, hit, which 
would have been great to get but um I ran out of time as I went around the tree so that was that was that but um it was an advantage seeing Anthony shit the bed on it for sure um being that it was essentially the same for open and practical barring the ammunition difference um but I don't think to be fair I'd, I've never actually seen anyone not go prone on that on that left hand side of the tree it's a yeah. na- it's a natural thing for competitors if it's an option they'll try prone even if it's a bastard that's just a, a mental thing where it's like well maybe standing's a better option or sitting or kneeling but well we had no gear restrictions I could have set up a bloody tripod on the left side we had three minutes like we had so much time yeah, you could have yeah yeah there's just so many things that I could have done that I just didn't even cross my mind and normally I'd toss up every option I was just like nah prone yeah that's yeah. it but but again mind. it had been prone every other time in that it was easy prone easy-ish prone like the cover that you had to shoot through wasn't bad but now it's it's been in, increased sevenfold in difficulty so yeah but despite all you guys complaining it was actually one of the highest average stages so um, yeah open cleared by three people Wes and Jeff and Johnny and uh, 15 and a half was the practical points and 18 and a half open average so imagine the average if you took that nine out of it <laughs> it would have been like 20 was i lower was was i lower score on that stage for the whole day for for both classes uh yes good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect oh someone zeroed it um but he had a lot of zeros so i'm assuming he might have not Ah uh, yeah, he, he he went down crook in the middle of the day. Ah uh, yeah, yeah. So um, you beat him. You beat the you guy, beat guy who, got who was sick. And <laughs> not there. <laughs> yep. Woo, good work. Um, but yeah. Um, and so actually, again, I've only ever shot that 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 position in Settler Steel. Um, so that was pretty cool to actually get to run it in a competition. Yeah. Um, because much to what people think, we don't actually shoot in any of these competition positions. Um, through the year, maybe excluding. Uh, we've shot in the trenches a little bit um, they just go back to being you know places for sheep to go and die so um, it's only in the competitions that they sort of get put back together so <clears throat> after we again that was our last stage of the day but yep um, moving on from that we've got so back four. to your, your first stage which would have been the post mm-hmm. uh, and on that both open and practical exactly the same 13.8 average so um, pretty evenly shot so I didn't go up there and have a look much. I did a couple of looks up there, so you'd have to basically run me through it. I think there's an option to go prone, but only if you were in open. Practic- practical. Practical, practical, practical. Yeah. So the long target, so there was a, a sort of a... For those of you who have shot uh, like Circle Steel, there's the small trench. This is sort of just up on top of the hill next to that trench. So we, we decided not to use the trench because this is meant to be a field shoot, not a... Um, uh, that kind of style so there's, we had a diagonal post sort of um, next to an old some some tree I don't know and um, <clears throat> so for practical you would uh, use the diagonal post for the first two targets I believe two hits on yeah. each or three hits on each whatever it is and then there's a long target at maybe 550 something 500 something metres um, and you could get into like an awkward prone you weren't allowed a bipod um, but the, the thing with this long target was it had um you essentially or maybe 10 meters in front of the target was a manuka stand and you had a window that you had to put your projectile through so 
you essentially didn't have all of the target size because it was a reasonably big target, but you you didn't have all of it to shoot at, so um, you had to be a bit bit sneaky. And Anthony's first <laughs> his first shot at it, he chopped a a big branch down, like a whole like a four foot limb fell off the tree. Um, so it was a pretty pretty easy call that it wasn't a hit. And then I think I I hit again one. Of, I had two shots left by this point. I hit, I hit the tree once and I hit the target. So <clears throat> it was. Now, if you had a prone shot without the the, the manuka in the way, it would have been a reasonably simple shot. But that um, cover right in front of the target added a degree of difficulty. Um, yeah, as a truckload, you, both of you got scored nineteen, and there's a heap of nineteens. So it so was only a twenty-three point stage. Yeah, twenty-three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the lowest of the day. Um, so was there was that two two shots dropped or one? One. One. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I believe so. So 19 is a pretty good score. It's, but if you look, there's a lot of, like, the whole top fucking 10 and practical got... Um, Close apart, to 19. Apart or from, one, yeah. yeah, apart from one guy. So, like, it was, it, it, to be fair, a reasonably easy stage. You're looking at the scores right the way through. Um, yeah. There's very yeah. few people who got low. No, and Open Anthony and Dylan both got 19 on that. Yeah. And everyone else was below that on Open, so... All right, and then uh, that stage was obviously pretty boring, so we'll go on to <laughs> Don't Hit the Tree, uh, stage five. So this, um, we introduced this stage last year. Um, I had this idea, we we wanted to like do like a hide, like so you were... Oh, this is the, yeah, yeah. The brush. The idea was Standard. you were back in the brush, and um, you, so the idea is you did, you know, you were concealed kind of thing be it hunting or whatever scenario and I thought this is going to be really great for the defence horse guys we had last year we had like five of them and they all shit the bed on the stage big time and I was thinking man this is literally designed for you guys but anyway um, but since last year because we haven't used it since like some manuka uh, some tree and some pungas and shit had actually fallen down in a storm and made the position significantly harder um and I thought, oh, I could chop these up, and then Simon's like, nah, fuck that, let's leave them there. That's awesome. So, um, <clears throat> so you you had a, a, a standing shot at 150, sorry, 100 meters um, uh, through the brush, but nothing major for the standing shot. Pretty straightforward. And then, so that was open and practical. Um, had the standing shot, no aids apart from sling. And then there was a target at I don't know 380 meters or something from memory, uh, like a. I think it was a 300 millimeter square or something with a significant amount of brush about oh, four meters in front of you so you had to make sure you understood the mechanical offset of your you know, center of scope center of bore get a position so practical again we had no tripods so I had to you know there's these fallen down sort of logs and there's quite an obvious position left but I went one sorry um, sort of left center and I went right to the right and my vision was like my scope picture it looked like I was looking through a fucking World War 2 scope you know it's foggy and well, it was foggy at the time but you know you, all you can see is like sticks and shit but I could I could see my target and I was pretty confident that my projectile was going to clear and I managed to so I shot the standing target I think I think you did it three times and that was worth five points per hit so that's well over half your score so it took me four to get those three hits and then I transitioned to the the long target through the brush and hit that three for three somehow um 
even though all I could see was a sort of hazy orange square, little square in the middle of my optic. But um, actually, pretty awesome stage. Probably one of my favourite. Uh, at this point, too, the rain had, for us had just started and it was coming down reasonably consistently, and we were all just everyone was like getting steamy and there's scopes of fogging up and um, <laughs> it was good fun. How'd you find it, Mr. Collie? Um, yeah, not bad. Uh, the, I started on the long target and, with the tripod and that was pretty straightforward, just sort of set up looking through a hole. Um, and then I think I hit one of the unsupported, which yep. I was quite happy with. Yes, definitely. Um, my that's I spoke to you at the time. I said well, that's probably my my gripe for the day was if you're making the open class guys shoot unsupported with nothing, we should have extra rounds the same as practical does. Because um, you had you know if we only got three shots to hit that three times. Mm. And so six rounds for the stage, three for the far, three for the short, and I think practical had eight, yep. possibly. We had eight. Um, whereas I would have loved an extra two rounds that they'd unsupported. I might have clipped it once. Oh, next maybe. time I'll give you one less shot. <laughs> good. <laughs> to, get, to get the extra points. Um, to, okay, good point, but for practical, you're with the tripod, this is how I see it, you had a significant advantage on the other target. Nah, hundred percent you did. hundred nah. <laughs> percent. Well, it's an inter- interesting stage points wise because it was a low average stage, right? Um, I'm not surprised. It's hard. So people, but, but but it was also the stage that the most people cleared in practical. So mm. we had six people clear it. All the top four cleared it, um, but then people there was a massive drop off. So people basically halved it after that. Yeah. So you, you end up with an average of twelve points. So. So people either, and you're saying the long target wasn't too bad, or no, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Well, if, if the the shot itself wasn't hard, but the finding a, a, a uh, yeah. position to shoot it that was. My main experience was at the end of the day. There's a couple of people who reshot it because they had something happened. I went out there and the target had broken because the Waratah got hit so many times, mm-hmm. which shows how bad people are at standing unsupported. Um, so I swapped it around and got it standing up again and then we were standing behind them listening <laughs> boom nothing boom nothing boom nothing <laughs> so we stood up for nothing basically because they couldn't hit the bloody thing anyway so I, I just looking at the points I'm just saying that obviously people either had no shot yeah it's from the, and when I was listening to people shoot it they seemed to uh, seem to have no chance if they, they either started hitting the, the unsupported standing or they just couldn't hit it sort yeah. of thing yeah. Um, I had it with my first shot, and then um, I thought, "Here we go." <laughs> Overconfidence <laughs> kicked in. <laughs> on on that, my second shot, I drifted left a little bit, and oh, yeah. I thought, "I thought, oh, that's not a bad shot, possibly a little bit right." As I broke, and then it hit like a meter and a half left, and then as I looked up, the branch in front of me was shaking, so I'd hit the um, oh. I'd clip the tree, and then the third one. I did the same. I sort of broke it just on. I'd shift to the right a little bit, and I yeah. broke it just on the right edge. And I thought, "Fuck, that probably won't hit." And it went just down the right edge. So I was definitely closer than I have been in the past. But that, um, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't sort of. Pay. I was so fixated on just 
the standing and I forgot that uh, there was still trees and shit in front of us yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that definitely didn't help. But I doubt, you know, I doubt I would have. I don't. I don't think I broke it on target anyway. But um, I, you know, I was happy. I was happy with one. I was. I was. You know, every, it's no secret. Everyone knows. I don't. Uh, don't think I'm going to hit any unsupported anything. So if I get one, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I did. I have noticed in a few comps you sometimes get a little bit, a little bit panicked about it when we. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, like it, it's a little bit of a crux, a crutch for you. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I and, and I understand there is something in the works to try and fix that. Um, which anyway, but it's um yeah, and, and that can fuck you up. Eh? you think, oh fuck, fuck, I'm gonna fuck this up, and you go in there expecting to miss, and um, or you just be like Mark and just be blasé and just hit everything standing, even move, <laughs> even movers and stuff. So. Um, yeah, oh, no, it, but yeah, it's interesting. Now, do you think looking at the scores, so Practical had more, um, more clear shots. They had two extra rounds, yeah, but no tripod, so yeah. worse position. Do you think it's because, uh, from what I see, the guys who, more of the open class guys, dislike unsupported shooting, or they just don't do it, or whatever, and so it suffers because they generally aren't in comps with it. Do you think it's due to the what, doesn't it change your strategy? If, if you've got no spare shots, you go for the most stable shot. And if there's heaps of points on offer standing unsupported, you wouldn't do it. Mm. And we, what I'm saying is you'd, I don't know, you'd do it last, which is what Anthony did. Yeah. I think I need to look at the scorecards and actually see where yeah. the points were made in that class. Because yeah. I see Tom, who got third, and Tom's, Tom's a pretty good shooter, he got 24 points, um, which is by far the... Um, Out of the open. Yeah, yeah it's the, the clear like way in front oh sorry Josh got 20 but 20 yeah <clears throat> yeah but um yeah interesting anyway it's um but now we intentionally put in the standing unsupported shots into that um that stage with no tripod and we intentionally made it worth a lot of points <clears throat> for that reason that it's a we st- I still think it's a cool skill to have um I, re- I reckon though at least one if you're doing it to open at least one extra shot. That's it. We get we get no extra shots for the whole day, but we can use the gear. But if you're going to make us do that, just one. What if I'll, one I'll lobby, extra I'll shot. lobby for you. I'll, lobby. I'll <laughs> keep you. lobbying. What if you you get one extra shot, but we have to take it off another stage? <laughs> and 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 you don't choose. We roll a dice. What the hell? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I'll take it into consideration, but to be fair, I'll just forget and it'll never change. Um, no, no, that's a fair point. We, we, we look that forward to the day when Open and Practical have the same round count again. Well, to be fair, I, one day they'll just become one class again, I imagine, like 22. Yeah. But yeah. It, that's what I'll see. Um, anyway, but it, I think a really, really cool stage. Um, like, like I said, it was raining, it was shitty conditions, um, it was fun. Um, really enjoy right. that. And it helps when you clear it, it makes you feel good, right? So. On to stage six, which is uh, some of my best strainer posts that have been repurposed and nailed together. <laughs> After I expressly told him to go and pick some old posts out. Hey, anyway, Ash- Ashley. And I thought, oh, it doesn't matter. He'll pull it down as soon as he's finished and it's still there two years later. <clears throat> well, a year. Um, oh, now, okay. you blame right. me. This was actually Jeff and Carl. It'll be it'll still there two years later. So. Uh, no, it will be. It'll be there forever. Who are we kidding? This was Jeff and Carl did that, not me. Oh, I just right. said it was okay. Fair you realise it's just three posts, say, eh, Mark? Only three. Yeah. Isn't it three four? posts. No. <laughs> all that 
all that fencing that's been done on the farm and you're just worried about three old strainer posts. Yeah, old. They look old as fuck. They're not. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to buy you three new ones. We've got like no, hundred. We've got like 200 bucks left over in the kitty from that event. Let's buy you some new posts. Anyway, Mark's Good Posts. <laughs> Mark's Great Good name. Posts. Great name. Who came up with that? Uh, again, another... Yeah. I... It, <laughs> so this is... Um, it's actually essentially a surplus steel prop. So we wanted a bit of a wall, right, that you'd be shooting behind. And it's like horizontal and a diagonal and another horizontal. But the, the gaps... The horizontals are not particularly steep, so the gaps are quite small. And uh, So you've got a... You've got a semi you shoot through it and above it or whatever it is, but you've got a semi obscured um, vision from trees and the posts and stuff. I <laughs> I was going pretty well on this and it was my like my last target and it was like you had to get three hits or something. And I like shot and he's like, Cool, you're just off center, just right of center. I'm like, Cool. Okay, I need to correct slightly left, right? But I correct right. This was a balls up. Yeah. <sighs> Boom. Alright, you impact right edge. I'm like Oh, okay. I need to correct more left. I then correct more right. Boom. <laughs> off right edge. That's fucking weird. Boom. Further off right edge. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Boom. F- even further. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm out of ammo. And then I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> I see what's happened here. And he, <clears throat> my friend Jasper, he was giving me excellent corrections and I was applying them in the wrong direction. Uh, it should have been a clear stage for me and I just, um, uh, each round essentially went exactly where I pointed, and that was um, just an admin mental dyslexia. The wrong direction. Yeah, so he was. So all day you would be the wind was going one way. Yeah. 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 And you went, you went the other. Well, yeah, there was actually really no wind when I shot it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I then applied wind. So I, yeah, anyway, I, uh, I minced that really bad. Um, Still got eighteen points, sir. Yeah, but because of up until. That was where the round stopped hitting after 18 points. Ah. All I needed was one more hit to clear it, um, which again would have uh, moved me up the rankings. But that's um, that's life. That's it's an admin thing. Um, I've, I've always I always get left and right mixed points. up. Points would have been Graham winning. But <laughs> it's not a, it's not an issue. Everyone has these it's problems. All history now. To the point, I'm actually like being like doing like mind things on how to get my left and right better because I always fuck it up. So um, it's something I need to work on. But um, disappointing. Um, Photos of your favourite politicians. Oh, that's a good point. Just tattoo them on my hands. Mm. Yeah, okay, cool. I got, I got you. And so, Collie, you cleared the stage. Yep. Smashed it. Smashed it. Um, obviously, you just aimed probably just off centre of target and hit it every time. Yep. Mm. That's what, yeah, that's what I did for a while until I... <laughs> and the more I think about it, there's... the. You corrected yourself until you missed. That's pretty good. Well, I miscorrected myself. With perfect information, I could, yeah, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was dumb. Um, like it was foggy and it was hard to see, but there was no excuse. I just fucked it up. It's, um, what was uh, the max? Pretty, ro- pretty bad. Yeah, pretty, pretty bad. It's <laughs> pretty bad. I'm just looking at a photo, and uh, you're right, Mark. It is four posts, and man, they do they do look mint actually. They, <laughs> they, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Do you I'm want them, Anthony? Oh, you can take them home. Posts. <laughs> well, I've, I've given Mark a hundred bucks, so. Might as well well, take always <laughs> missing disinformation. It's what's, only three posts. What's a post worth anyway? Like thirty bucks. One of those. Yeah, Strano. Uh, yeah, be twenty something bucks. Oh, fuck. Yeah. nothing, nothing. <laughs> fuck. We run, we run over more sheep we'll drive around your farm than. <laughs> 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 
Um, yeah, I think Mark likes moaning about it. That's why I left them up. Yeah, I think it gives us something to talk about. But again, another cool stage. You keep bringing it up, not me. <laughs> only, only when we set a competition stage there. So yeah. again, there's a um, not a lot of brush in front of this one, a little bit, and there's a sort of a cabbage tree with its leaves hanging down. So if, if you went to what the comfortable position uh, on the on the lower shoot position to the right, you would um, quite likely hit the um, the cabbage tree hanging down. And uh, there's a, yeah, so there's enough scrub in the way to force you into a couple of positions and those couple of positions were so tight because of the gap in the post that it meant you couldn't use your your a bag basically so no i think everyone went hard front and if you tried using a bag you couldn't see what you're shooting at so i will say the um the krg chassis with the the little spigot extension on the front you know with the archer extension it's sort of it's like a little tongue you run one and I think Brad ran one they sit they sit perfectly on those little um, tight spaces like that where you haven't got room for a bag um, it gives you a bit more of your, your scope vision so and not that it's something you see often and it's worth changing your whole chassis for oh look here, Anthony's just sent me a photo yeah it is four posts yep four yes. <laughs> it is four yeah um, I think this is actually the moment no I lost you guys can't read rules <laughs> and I, this is Use the moment the fourth post no there's only three <laughs> <laughs> the photo is actually probably the moment I lost the competition too anyway yes. you can um, see it <laughs> yeah a, 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 a snapshot of time right there um, again cool another cool cool stage it was fun um, yep and then we shall move on to stage seven, the dunnage wall. I have learned a new word, which was dunnage. Didn't know what it was. What is dunnage, Mark? Tell us. Oh, it's the shit you put under stuff, basically. Timber. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> when you, like, if you have an, uh, in heavy industry, when you unload large objects or something, you always put timber under them so you can then lift them again with a forklift and it keeps them out of the water. Dunnage. Um, in, in our trades, anyway, the oil and gas trade. So, it's all right. This is a wall that's. <laughs> built with uh, Rio rod and blocks so you can basically build it in multiple ways but in general you build it so you end up with a whole lot of um, holes square holes through it about uh, six inches by six inches probably uh, to shoot through well be six by eight maybe um, so you got basically had 11 marked positions on it to shoot through and you had to use eight I think nine six, of them to, you had two <coughs> spears basically or, or maybe yeah, three spears. So you had to pick where you're going to shoot. So, where you go? Uh, so this this prop, um, uh, it's a GPRE prop on Simon's props. Um, we had to Simon cut up all this wood and stuff. And again, like Mark said, you, you, we've got these big Rio rods. We put through. It's pretty cool. It was built for Desert Jewel. Uh, it was shot in a, a, a much different fashion in Desert Jewel. In Ugh. fact, Mark hated it. He's like, "Why the fuck are you using that prop again?" Um, but we used it in a different way. We just we just shot through it. Um, quite a cool prop. Uh, like Mark said, it's semi-modular, so you can set it up different, and <clears throat> with the rods, so you can set it up the side of hills or whatever. So not a lot of room, and people still tried to shove bags into it and shoot through it. But yeah, that's a now with if, if I was shooting open, I would have a particularly small bag for these situations, especially at like Taranaki or GPRE events, because we, yeah. we do this tight shit. Being practical, we didn't have an option. Uh, I shot it. I think you went first, didn't you, Anthony? So it was two targets. Mm-hmm. I think you said. I think it was four from four hits on the first target from four positions, and then four hits on the second target from four more new positions. So you could not repeat a position. 
um, it got very muddy. So this was one of the, um, the the small knobs with no no trees growing on it, and it just turned to slop. Um, yeah. So anyway, you did not clear it, Anthony. What happened to you there? Pretty close. It was like your third best stage, Anthony. Um, timed out. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I think you dropped a shot too. Did you? I can't recall. Yeah, I think. First shot, first shot on the long target, I think. Yeah. Yeah, time did get a lot of people here, didn't it? I think from it was there. quite tight for open. We only had ninety yeah. seconds, and um, wasn't the easiest thing to manoeuvre around. Um, and once again, I didn't have a tiny bag with me. Probably should have borrowed one. So I tried going hard front off the um, through the portholes, which yeah, yeah. wasn't amazing. Um, so yeah, I didn't. It was a good stage. Um, yeah, I just probably gear, not having the right gear with me. And, yeah, just going a bit slow. But what was the average score for open on that? Uh, 15. So, and so most people did all right. I mean, you, you got 22. One other guy got 22. Dylan, a um, couple of 19, 17. Yeah, so sort of an average higher scoring stage comparatively because the max points is 24 so most people did alright yeah and then open oh sorry practical 14 points almost a point lower um two people cleared it Graham and Mitch so yeah I think what was the time for open had like a whole nother, uh, practical had like another minute and another two rounds didn't they Graham, he's gone. It's gone. Oh well, I'm back. I'm then. back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Now, nah, so yeah, <laughs> it was it was um, a bit easier and practical. A little bit extra time, a minute, and a couple extra shots. Um, uh, again, the, 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 there's like a perceived advantage that open would be easier with the baggage, but because it was tight holes, um, there was only an option on the top. So when it comes to me shooting and practical, I use my bag along the top of the prop where you had the um, sort of unobscured uh, shoot positions and then I used and that was on the shorter target and then I ditched the bag this is all sitting in a big fucking pile of like a pig pen of mud it was it was pretty good and then um, yeah just um, like did the old hard front and shot it didn't drop a shot pretty straightforward um, one of the few stages that went that good for me but um so a class we haven't talked a lot about was hunter class. So obviously uh, Simon shot it non-competitive, mm-hmm. um, but this was probably his most uh, spectacular stage in terms of he marked two positions lying on the ground. So was that uh, Hawkins? Hawkins, Hawkins. <laughs> which looked all right the day before when it was grassy and green, uh, but he he opted to shoot because he says he has an issue with small targets. Barrack, anyway, so he, he chose that he was going to lie down and shoot. <laughs> and by the time he got there, it was the uh, you know an inch of mud basically all around. So he shot lying down. His gun looked like it really had been just caked in mud for the entire day. It was pretty impressive, but he did it and it worked. But um, can't say I'd do it. I hate. <laughs> I hate having to clean shit. I'd, I'd, do, I'd do anything for points. It doesn't bother me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'll um, 
doesn't <laughs> um it, it did get particularly muddy but it was I, that's part of the fun i mean it's an event in the end of june for fuck's sake you know nearly the middle of winter so yeah um again what when i got out into position i i sort of i've got um i do quite a lot of you know sitting and you know, kneeling top shooting supported and unsupported and as soon as i got into like my standard position my knees just slipped out and my ass was slipping around like it was actually quite hard to build a solid position because you were sitting on a layer of, of mud um <clears throat> so i had to compromise a bit but um i think it's a prop we will use again it's um it's cool there's a lot of uh options with it i think we may run it in the 22 finale maybe and i, I think i'm it might turn up at the speed versus precision 22 match also but yeah, I like it. Um, I'll just chainsaw the holes a bit bigger. You could mount a chainsaw under your Chris. Can, yes. You can get battery those. Powered, battery powered. Yeah, frick yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, another cool stage. Um, and the scores are pretty high on it overall. Like it wasn't um, wasn't too hard. It was a good good medium sort of one for everyone. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much... Yeah, probably the average second average best stage in terms of points wise yeah and then uh the learning limits rack so we've run this stage eight and obviously for hunter class there was a shoot no shoot so we've run this oh essentially the tame target set for the last three years um it's a i think it's 620 meters so it's the longest shots of the day again this is only a medium range event it's not a, a long range event um uh, I think the biggest targets it goes 600, 500, 400, 300, 200, 150, 100? Something like yeah. that. Anyway. Yeah, the last one was yeah, 10 yeah. centimetres by 10. It had one hit on it, which I think uh, was after time it, by it was, someone. It was after time, yes. So, and so what you did is you'd, um, <clears throat> you'd, you'd shoot again and then you'd... Um, if you got an impact you'd then run back touch a marker which i put further back thinking that was a good idea and then i remembered i was shooting um so you had to run oh, i don't know what it was and have uh, and then run back and then um you'd engage the next target and once you'd hit it you'd then move again so on so forth so the idea is as your shots get the target gets smaller your heart rate rises um and your glasses are fogging up and all that if you're blind like me um me and Collie, again, he didn't have spare shots, so it's like hard of him. Um, yeah, you guys both got 24, so you're one shot. You were the only people to hit the second last target. Yep, so I went through it. I went. I think I went for Anthony. <clears throat> uh, sort of all first round impacts until the second and last target. And I had. I was thinking if I can hit it, I had like 30 seconds left and the run's about 20, 25 seconds. I thought if I can hit it and... Um, on my first shot, I'll, I have a chance at getting back and getting there again. But when I lay down for my this, the second last target, my heart rate was too high, and um, so I so I sort of tried to take about ten seconds to calm my my um, breath down, and then I took a shot uh, just off the right or left or something left from memory. Added on another. Point one or two, I can't remember, and then I, I hit it. But by that point, I had about ten seconds left, so it took me yeah one extra shot to get the hits. I got pretty happy with that, um, considering um, when I sort of you know, I had about point nine a wind on by the end of that stage, so probably the most wind I'd held all day, really. Um, 
Yeah. Um, and, and now some of you may have seen a video in several groups and on Instagram, which I remixed with a Miley Cyrus song of one of our teammates. <laughs> when he shot it, he uh, he hit his first shot, cool, and he ran back and then he ran in and he slid in perfectly, like a ballerina. It was just perfect. Slid in right behind his gun. Boom. Impact. Okay, cool. I'm going to film the next one. Yeah, we, we, we're filming, we're filming, you know. Yeah. So he runs back and he sort of, he leaps to, I guess, to attempt to slide again. And all he did was just sort of slap into the ground like a, a bit of a belly flop. Um, so you, if you look on the, the Instagram page, it's um, it's it's up there. It's good. It's quite a laugh. But um, he's still got the hit, though. I think he, and, and he was one of the few people shooting a 308. Because um, you don't see a lot of that now. He got, I think he got through four of the targets on that rack, which is pretty good going. Um yeah, he well, I, th- I thought he'd broken his collarbone or something. Eh? Like he he came in and he'd almost like he went to launch, and as he went to launch, his foot like slipped out from under him. So he sort of more fell, and it, he'd rolled sort of onto his right shoulder, and the point of his right shoulder copped all the impact. And I was like, "Shit, here we go! He's broken his collarbone or something." But he just bloody he just just kept going like a champ, like. <laughs> That was it was it was the highlight of the day was apart from Anthony like mincing his last stage, which is pretty close. <laughs> it, it was it was watching Jasper Man just absolutely slap the ground like it because the ground was wet by this point and it wasn't too muddy up there, but he just fuck he just slapped it. It was epic. Um, yeah, but again, he, he didn't let him sl- it didn't slow him down, and he, he got it done and um, with the mighty three hundred eight shooting there. Yeah, military ammo, pretty much. Yeah. So another stage where open kicked practicals ass, seventeen point average versus uh, fourteen. Very good. So Collie, yeah, you got same as me. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then after time, you had a, a shot at the just one shot at the um, the hundred mil target. So that's four inches for those who don't. So use. Anthony, you wouldn't have dropped a shot getting to where you got to then, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I oh, dropped one on the. Oh, you did fifth. Just, Yep, that's what, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what. Because once I'd, because I'd, I'd shot the shot the last target, and I just sort of lay there, and you're like, "What are you doing? You've got time. Hurry up!" And I was like, "Yeah, I've got no rounds." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I'd, I'd loaded an extra one in my mag. Um, anyway, I always put an extra one in in case I have a problem. Yeah. Um, and Graham said, "Oh, just have a shot at the last one while your heart rate's up, and it just bloody and it just hammered it. Perfect, so, like as good as yeah. a shot can be." <laughs> No, I did. When I packed it up, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. It was dead centre. Yeah, it was fucking dead centre. So, that's a good stage for me and Anthony, so we end up on the same one shot dropped each. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. we, we actually, I think we write that in as for practical anyway, unlimited rounds, but no one's going to get unlimited rounds off of it, unless they're like struggling to hit the first one or something bizarre. Um, whether it was unlimited, I can't remember, but... Yeah, it's not a stage we've really altered much apart from the run distance due to the fact that no one really clears it. Um, does it need that last target? Not really. It's only worth a point. And it, just sec- needs an, it needs an over 50s marker, that's all. We could get it like one of those little, um, what are those two-wheeled things you ride around on? A Segway? A Segway. You could Segway back and forth. Yeah, right Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Four drive tyres. Um, we'll, or we could have like a, a two thirds. Just distance. trying to be inclusive, Graham. Next, you'll want me to start catering to left handers. No. Nah, fuck them. No. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, a, 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 another. I, I quite like that stage. It's um, you know, and I, I'm I'm not a big fan anymore of the um, know your limits is where you lose points if you miss. So, um, learn your limits. Bit of running makes it fun. Uh, everyone gets a good sort of has a laugh. And um, as I was running, right. I started with my raincoat and I threw that off as I was running. And the next thing, I threw my fucking spear mags out of my pocket and everything because it was just. You know, I wanted to be like high speed, low drag. It's, it didn't really work out like that, but yeah. yep, uh, it's not a practical field shoot without a nice rack. So that is true. Yeah, me jiggling along. Yeah. All right, that um, probably wraps us up just about for this episode. Um, I guess overall, I just want to say well done to Wes and Mitch and Graham and Practical Class and Anthony, Dylan, and Tom. And open and our underrepresented hunter class shooters Brian, Cassie, and Kelvin. So they also obviously had a different course of fire and less rounds and all that sort of thing. So, but um, we didn't have a huge number of entrants in that class. So, so it's sort it, of it will be the last time. It's at, fading, fading, yeah. fading. At, yeah. the, at the winter and the long range challenge, we will no longer have hunter class. <laughs> it's not. It's not worth the effort of setting up. Um, anymore unfortunately um and then you get people arguing about wanting to run race guns in it anyway and moaning but um, even though they lose um but yeah so it's um yeah that's hunter class done for those events which is a shame i really like hunter class but um it's you could always bring it back graham jeez i think uh, you know the guy no no i will not <laughs> <laughs> no nah, it's 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 again we've just it's one less set of you know probably 15 less targets we'd put 10 less targets and, all that shit I have to write down. So yeah, that's that for Hunter Class. Uh, say the last Hunter Class at those events. So congratulations to Brian. Um, get, his trophy should be to him in the mail because he left before he knew he'd won. So yeah, um, another successful event. Um, our sort of main mid-year match for Cinefire. Um, I'd like to say again, you said congratulations, but Wes, who, who took out the Practical Class win on 170... Yeah, points out of possible two hundred. <coughs> so eighty four stages. Yeah, eighty five percent. Wes has been putting in a lot of work, so really, really cool to see Wes um, take the take the win there. Um, yeah, he's been again doing a lot of work, and there's some tricky stages in there that he did pretty bloody well on. So um, yeah, good work, right, Wes. We're gonna work out how to hamstring him then. Uh, more standing unsupported, probably. Yeah. Sledge him. No, he's so nice. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah, awesome. And uh congratulations to um you, Anthony, and to, to Dylan. Um you got the trophy though, so congratulations to you. And um we will be talking to Anthony again probably next week or whenever. Um Yeah, next talk, week. Talking about his Australian official Australian PRS adventures um, as he you know yes. how he went from sort of doing real shit to real good so we'll talk about that meetings with Ant- <laughs> and how he meetings with Anthony Albanese yeah yeah, yeah, he's, yeah all that sort of stuff getting um, a better deal for 501s yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah and yeah we'll talk I guess that about wraps it up eh? righto right, thank you thank you everyone yeah. for listening and we will talk to you all again soon